Hi guys, this is Carrie from Fullerton Professional Organizing, but today we're going to uh, take a little break from organizing and talk about Brittany Ann from EquippingGodlyWomen.com. Uh, on her website, she challenges, equips, encourages Christian women uh, to be all in in faith and family. Uh, she wrote two books, I believe, Fall in Love with God's Word, which is, no, she wrote the book Fall in Love with God's Word, Practical Strategies for Busy Women. Now, I believe she has some other books, too, and I'll leave information to her website uh, at the, in the description, but... Um, she says that one of her favorite passages of scripture is Psalms 119. She says it's 176 verses, so we're not going to go over all of that. But it starts out, Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. And you can read that for yourself. It says, I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Uh, now, she says that the what she finds interesting about this Psalms is that as he speaks of God's Laws. He's not speaking of God's laws in a legalistic way. He's not saying, okay, here are the rules. I have to follow these things. Why do I have to follow these so many rules? Instead, it's clear that he delights in God's laws. He wants to follow God's laws because he wants to be pleasing to God. There's a difference between, oh, these are all the rules and I love, and the difference between that and I love God, so I want to do things that will please him. Um, so he says the, the word delight is used nine times in that chapter. And that's just one of the many words that he uses to talk about how much he just wants to follow God's laws above anything else. Now, we often approach the Bible's laws as okay, these are things we have to do to make God happy. These are things that we have to do. These are things we are supposed to do because we want to be good Christians. But there, here, this psalmist makes it just so clear. To It says, show me your laws. I want to know your laws. I delight in your laws. I want to be all in and following your laws. I want to devote my entire life to following your laws. And um, today, let's see. Okay. She says that she loves how much he is clearly in love with the word. He is not saying, oh, darn. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I have to sit down and read. How am I going to make 15 make fifteen minutes a day? How am I going to find the time? How am I going to do that? I don't have the time for this. I have sheep to herd or whatever he did for a living. He was like, I love to do this. I want to obey your laws. I want to be upright. I want to be righteous. I want to stay on the path of purity. And that's why I love your laws. That's why I want to live my life around your laws and devote my life 
to your laws. Because I know that when I am in your word, the Bible, it makes a difference in my life. And can you even imagine how your life would be different? I know mine is. If you approached God's word that same way. Now, mindset of God's word, the mindset of God's word makes me better. What if instead you approach God's law the same way that the psalmist did? What if you read God's word with the attitude of, I'm so lucky to be able to be in God's word. I love to read God's word because I know that when I read God's word, I get to know him. It helps me. I have so much better of a life. I'm so more loving and kind and patient and generous when I read God's word. It has this effect on my life and it truly does. And it does. It's you know, when you read God's word, it reminds you to be kinder and more loving. This is where you meet with God. This is how you learn to do life his way and what is, and that is everything. It really doesn't say step by step, step by step, do this and you'll be blessed. Do this and this and this and you'll be blessed. It just says, get to know God. And how do you get to know God? Is by reading his word and get to know him and really realize how much he loves you through his word. Then you'll want to read it more. And then it really does change your heart and mind. How do you fall in love with God's word? How do we? In today's society, fall in love with God's word. Well, I have five tips for you that I want to share with you today. Um, number one is having the right mindset, she says, and the uh, approaching the Bible with the right mindset of, I don't know what your experience with Bible has been so far. Maybe you've grown up in church your entire life and you've read the Bible and you are completely comfortable and familiar with it. But maybe you have never read the Bible before. Either way, whether you've read the Bible your entire life or you've, you're brand new to it, I found that there are several common misconceptions that Christian women and people in general have about the Bible that can really hold us back from understanding and enjoying God's word. After all, if you think of the Bible the wrong way, that really prevents you from understanding it and reading it in its fullest. Uh, so the first one is a lot of times people can approach the Bible as through it's meant to be a storybook. If it's just a storybook, so basically, the Bible is a collection of stories and you read it. And while it's true that the Bible does contain a lot of stories, when we only view the Bible as a book of stories, we miss a lot of the fullness and the power that the Bible has for us because while the Bible does contain stories, it's so much more than just stories. 
the Bible's a rule book. Basically, that's what other. That's the second thing people think that it's just a rule book. Don't do this. Don't do that. Um, the Bible. Uh, basically, it's just a book of rules. These are the things that you do. These are the things that you don't do. If you want God to be happy with you, yes, the Bible does contain rules, but on whole, it's not a rule book. There is so much more to the Bible than just here are the rules for you to follow. Another way that people often view the Bible is an instructional manual. So you think, okay, how do I be a Christian woman? How do I follow God? How do I love others? Okay, I'm going to open up my Bible and it has instructions for me. It has step by step. Like, do this, do this, don't do this instructions. So when you approach the Bible with one of these perspectives and there's more of them but when you approach the bible with one of these perspectives that oh it's a bunch of stories that are designated to entertain me or oh it's a bunch of rules that i have to follow or oh it's a bunch of instructions that i have to follow you're really limiting god's word and what it is and how it can impact your life the bible is Bible's message for mankind written and compiled over the centuries to reveals God's timeless character, record our spiritual spiritual heritage, identify our sin, point us towards righteousness, and show us how to have a relationship with the God who loves us. When we approach the Bible with this multifaceted view it allows us to have a much better understanding of what god's word is and how it can make a real difference in our lives now the bible reading you can make bible reading a habit it's a habit you do it without even thinking about it or something like brushing your teeth you don't have to think about it once it's a habit it's something that you don't have to think about just like you don't have to think about brushing your teeth throughout our day we have thousands of decisions that we have to make on a daily basis so if you're never really gotten the habit of reading your bible before and you say, okay, I want to read my Bible now. It's going to take willpower and motivation in order to get started doing something you haven't done before. But when you use motivation to get you to do new things, you only have so much motivation in a day. So rather, what you want to do is make it a habit. So you don't even have to think about it. You don't have to psych yourself up. You don't have to use any willpower, any motivation. This is just what you do at this time every day. You don't even have to think about it. But when we have habits, when our kids know okay, 
As soon as you get home, you wash your hands, put your shoes away, put your backpack away. My kids know we do the same thing every single day. So every single day, I don't have to tell them, okay, we're going to do this. I don't have to motivate them. I don't have to yell at them. I don't have to do any of the things. They know when they get home what they need to do because we've made it a habit. It's so much easier for them to follow through. Now that takes work starting when they're real little, but you can develop habits in your kids. And in turn, you can make you can create new habits for yourself as well. So if you want to be in the habit of reading your Bible more regularly, the key is to make it a habit. Now, Brittany says that uh, in her book, if you can make it a consistent habit, set aside that same time every day where you say, this is the time I'm blocking out. This is the time I'm blocking out to read my Bible. I am protecting this time. This is my time in God's word. You are so much more likely to keep it. Now, if you want to have a meeting or a get together with a friend, you set a date and time. You don't just say, hey, I'm going to meet you next week. Because if you say, hey, let's meet next week, unless you call each other again and set a date and time, you're not going to set uh, get together. You can do the same thing with your Bible reading as well. Now, again, not as a legalistic kind of thing where you're all regimented and it has to be at this time. It doesn't have to be at that time. But if you can get into a habit and get into a routine, you then you don't have to use that willpower and motivation that you have all of us have in a limited quantity. Whatever time you pick, your body says, oh, this is what I do at this time of day and then it's just so much easier you know I developed a habit of when I lay my head down to go to sleep and I let's say I go to sleep at midnight because now I work for myself so I get up at nine in the morning uh, I don't have to get up at six or seven in the morning I get up at nine uh, unless I have a client at nine and then of course I get up earlier um, but when I lay my head down to sleep, I automatically start praying until I fall asleep. I do pray uh, at other times. I usually pray when I'm alone in my car, but I consistently on a daily basis pray myself to sleep. I do that because that time is always quiet that's when my mind can think about all these other things that I can pray for. It's just, it just works for me. And now, as soon as my head hits the pillow, in my head, I automatically start my, my prayers and start praying and talking to God. Now, that may not work for you, but that's what works for me. But it is now a habit. 
I have a, a now Brittany Ann has a 21 day Bible reading challenge on her website so you can look for that and that can get you started find ways to make Bible reading easy and enjoyable the Bible never tells us that our quiet time has to look a certain way and uh, so I don't want you to fall in the trap of thinking okay well if I can't read my Bible uh, if I can't read my Bible for 30 minutes in silence, or if I can't sit down and fill out this whole Bible study, then it doesn't count. All of us are in a different season of life. It all counts. I want to be very realistic and figure out what is going to work for you. You are not going to have the same quiet time that I'm going to have. Um, if you're a morning person, you're going to come down in the morning and go outside to sit on the porch and just see how beautiful a day it is and have that quiet time in the morning before anyone else wakes up. Then do that. That is beautiful, wonderful way to start your day. But if you are not a morning person, then don't read your Bible in the morning. Nobody says it has to be a morning Bible time. Now, is set aside whatever's reasonable for you. Is it five minutes? Is it 15 minutes? Is it 30 minutes? The amount of time doesn't matter. What matters is that you're creating something that you can stick with. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. What can you do? Now, you might want to challenge yourself a little bit. Don't say I can spend one minute if you, you know you have more time than that. But if all you have is one minute, then claim your one minute and say, this is my one minute with God on a daily basis. Um, now, there's another, you can also do some, um, you know, 29 minute, there's a podcast called 29 Minute Mom. If tw 29 minutes is all you can spend in the Bible, then spend 29 minutes. Uh, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't have to look a certain way. Or if you say, hey, I want to read my Bible and I want my children around and I want to read the Bible with my husband or I want to read the Bible with my kids and I want to read the Bible with the community of other women. If that's what motivates you, then do that. Don't feel like you have to make it look like everybody else. You can have a community Bible study every week or you can have one every month. You could listen to God's word. Sometimes I will listen to my Bible on my phone as I'm doing dishes. So again, don't feel pressured that it has to look some certain way. Now, strategically, number four is to look for God in his word. So sometimes as Christian women, we can fall into the trap of feeling like reading like reading the Bible is all about us. So we read through the Bible because we want to figure out what should I do? What should I do? What does this have to say for me today? Rather than reading the Bible to figure out what you can get out of it or what it can say for you, what does the Bible tell you about God? Let's get to know God more. Uh, what does the Bible tell you about God and his word? What can you learn about who 
he is and his character and what he values. If I'm reading through this verse, this passage, and I'm looking for things about me, there's a lot about me in this verse. And that's a big ego boost right there. Like, God made me, I'm his handiwork, me, 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 glorious me, which is all good. But, however, if we only read this passage through the lens of what it says about us, we risk completely missing what it says about God. All right. Um, so if we read through it again, and I'm not going to read through the entire uh, 119, but if we read through the same passage again with the perspectives of, okay, what does this passage teach us about God? We get completely different insights than we did the time before just because we're looking for something new. So, for example, if we look in verse 4, it says, Because of his great love for us, this tells us that God is so loving and that he acts because he loves. That's an amazing insight to get about God. God is so loving. It also tells us God is rich in mercy. God is so full in mercy that even when we are dead in our transgressions, that transgressions, that God is rich in mercy. He wants to come and be with us and save us. It says that God made us alive in Christ. God, is, and it says that God is forgiving. He didn't have to do that, but God, because he is rich in love and in mercy, this is what God does. This is who God is. It says God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. He has the power and the ability and the desire that even when we are in the lowest place, that we can raise, he can raise us up. He doesn't say that we raised ourselves up that we got some good self-help books and we figured it out, out and we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. No, it says God, because of his love, because of his mercy, because of his power, God raised us up. And why did he do this? So that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. Because it shows us how amazing God is. Now how amazing I am, I'm nothing. Because it shows us how amazing God is, now how amazing I am, I'm nothing. But how amazing is God that he could completely change everything for me and for anybody who wants to have God work in their life. So it says... Uh, that it's the gift of God. This tells us that God is a God who likes to give us gifts. Even when we don't deserve it, God likes to do good things. He also says we are God's handiwork. God's an amazing creator. 
he, just out of the creativity of who he is, was like, hey, I'm going to create sunrises. Hey, I'm going to create mountains. I'm going to create people and everything that the human body is and can do. It's amazing. And that is all because God has created. Now, when we read these verses through the lens of, okay, what does this tell me about God and who he is? We can get so many new insights into who he is, not just who we are and what we need to do, but who is God? Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me here. It definitely isn't wrong to read the Bible through the perspective of, okay, what does this say for me? But we have to look at what it says for me, but it also, we have to read it to learn more about who God is. I just want to caution you to make sure that you not only read the Bible in this way, that you're not reading it as though it were a book all about you, but you're reading it to learn more about God and to learn about who he is and to let him speak to you through his word. Now, number five is put God's word into practice. You see, when you simply read God's word as a storybook, it's not always that interesting. Okay, some guy did this. Okay, some lady did this. Okay, things happened. That's not life-changing. However, when you get into God's word and you see who God is and what he requires of you and you start living according to God's word, it changes everything. When God asks you to step out in faith and follow him and to follow his word, that's a whole different ball game. And that's when you really need that help and encouragement that the Bible can provide. So, for example, when you need to love your children well, the Bible is not going to give you a step-by-step -step breakdown of, okay, do X, Y, Z, and you're good to go. But rather, you can read the Bible and it will give you so much wisdom and advice to help you make wise decisions. So there's so many and I can't quote them all here. The Bible, the Bible tells you, okay, here's how you, you, you'd be a good mother. Here's how you'd be a good wife. Here is how you love other people well. And there's so many stories, so many examples throughout history where you can look and say, okay, this person trusted God through this circumstance. So that's going to give me the hope and encouragement that, okay, I can also trust God through this circumstance because God came through for them. I know God will come through for me as well. These people did this. It did not work out well. Uh, let's see. And I don't have to hope and wonder and okay, maybe God will come through. I'm going to try to do this thing. I'm going to hope he's going to come through. 
But I can look in God's word and I can say, okay, God came through here. He came through here. He came through here. These people did this. It did not work out well for them. These people behaved this way and it did work out wonderful for them. And this is the God we serve. This is why he's like this, what he does and this is why he's like, this is what he does, and this is what he's done all throughout time. Here are courageous women of the faith. Here are amazing men of the faith who have lived before, who have done these things, and if they've done these things, I can do these things too. And when we see, okay, they were this way, and then God made them this way, that's amazing because that means God can do that for us as well. God can take where we are and what we are and he can change us and he can change our situations. All right. Now, just a little review. I'm going to do a little review here of what I just told you about Brittany Ann. Fall in love with God's word. Okay, she says, learn five ways that you can not only read your Bible more consistently, but truly fall in love with God's word. Read God's word with the perspective of God. Show me who you are. Show me what you've done. Show me what you're going to do. Then it just becomes so life-giving and gives you so much hope and so much encouragement to see this is the God we serve. He is a good God. As I read God's word with the mindset and thought and through this perspective of God, show me who you are. Show me what you've done. Show me what you're going to do, then it just becomes so life-giving and gives us so much hope and so much encouragement to see this is the God we serve. Now, the Bible is God's message for mankind, written and compiled over the centuries to reveal God's timeless character. Record our spiritual heritage identify our sin, point us towards righteousness, and show us how to have a relationship with the God who loves us. Sometimes we can fall into the trap of thinking that reading our Bible has to look or be a certain way. And yet, the truth is, there is nowhere in the Bible where it says you have to sit down and it has to be perfectly quiet and you have to have your beautiful journaling Bible and your cup of coffee with a swirl on top, unless you really like that. God's word will give you so much wisdom and advice to help you make wise decisions. Approach the Bible with the right mindset. It's much more than a collection of stories or a list of rules or instruction manual. Make Bible reading a habit. Decide in advance, this is when I'm going to read my Bible and make it a daily, consistent habit and routine. Over time, you won't have to motivate yourself to read the Bible because it is your habit. 
Make Bible reading easy and enjoyable. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Don't worry about making an Instagram perfect. Whatever works for you is what works for you. Look for God in his word and don't just read the Bible to figure out what you can get out of it or what it can say for you. What does the Bible tell you about God in his word? What can you learn about who he is and his character and what he values? But God's word, put God's word into practice in your life. This is the most challenging, but also the most meaningful way to read God's word. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed Brittany Ann's uh, info. And she does, you can read all of this in her book. And I will leave that information in the description. And thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you on the next podcast and video. Thank you.